0: That's also opened the doors for me to uh, live a little more and risk a little more. Um, So I I think that's definitely pushed me past my comfort zone in a lot of things I do uh, because, like, we aren't guaranteed the next day. So, uh, and I've, I feel like my happiness has increased uh, tenfold since I've done that just because I, I don't have any regrets.
1: Yes, sir. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the KO Condo. Convo. This is going to be episode number 15. Keep pumping out episodes on this podcast. No stopping. No stopping anytime soon. Um, Super excited for the guest that I brought on today. He is a traveler beyond reach, I guess you could say. Uh, His name is Aaron Bennington. He Is a former teammate of mine at Ohio Wesleyan, uh, but he is much more than that, as you will soon learn. Uh, For example, he's competed in Ironman's, ran ran his first marathon in Israel, uh, and is a million miler with American Airlines all before the age of 22. So very interesting individual this kid Aaron is, but super excited for you to get to know him. And uh, I hope you enjoy our conversation today. So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with Aaron. Enjoy. Welcome back to the KO Convo and, um, I got I got a good guest for you today, ladies and gentlemen. It got to be one of the most interesting twenty-three year olds on the entire planet. Uh, my former tennis teammate at Ohio Wesleyan, Aaron Bennington, but as you'll so soon learn, he's a uh, a lot more than a lot more than just a, a student athlete at Ohio Wesleyan, a former student athlete at o- Ohio Wesleyan. Aaron, how are you?
0: Pretty good. How are you doing, Ken?
1: Good, good. So, man, you've been all over the place I, I i don't know what it is yeah. but i just want to start it off i mean y- you reached million miler status with american american airlines at 22 years old and for a lot of people where did this show they're still trying to figure out what the hell they're doing at 22 years old uh just talk about where that um uh, travel interest came from and, and what really got you to push to that goal of, of a million miles?
0: I, uh, I honestly have no clue. I actually never had the goal of hitting million miles. So to say, um, I just had the goal to travel and see the world and it just happened along the way. Um, I never, like I've never traveled really growing up as, uh, with my family. I mean, they took us on vacations every now and then, but I don't think we, I think we may have flown somewhere maybe one or two times um growing up we like went to north carolina just the typical family vacations from ohio um but when i started working for uh this company when i was incredibly young i was about 13 14 years old uh, i knew there was international travel opportunities and uh i always had like the goal set um in the back of my mind to, like reach that at some point and uh by the time i was 15 i got the opportunity to go to ecuador and uh once i i touched touch soil in a foreign country for the first time, I just caught the bug and I just uh, continued wanting to explore and to see more of the world.
1: Yeah, no kidding. And, and you've been so many places. What's your favorite place you've been so far? If you had to choose one, I know there's a lot.
0: Yeah, I feel like I get that question so often and I really like never really know how to How to answer that? Uh, But I always say Thailand. Um, Thailand just has like such a great, diverse uh, offering of things, like good food, incredibly nice people. They have like in the mountains up uh, up by Chiang Mai, like beautiful landscapes. Um, Then you go down to like the south by Phuket and stuff, and you have amazing beaches. So it just has a it has a good mix of things.
1: Yeah, uh, all that apart from the food poisoning, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I definitely did get food poisoning with another one of the Oahu tennis uh, teammates. Wrong, (laughs) I. Ate some questionable food on the way home from the bars one time, and uh, I thought I was going to die that night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, um, it, it seems though, as you're traveling, you're obviously have had this very, uh, very. Determined fitness mindset, I'll say. I mean, you've, you ran your first marathon in in Israel. You've ran through the 50 plus miles through the Rocky Mountains of Colorado. You just did your first Ironman in Mexico and are now training uh, for another one in New Zealand. So uh, just talk to me about your enjoyment just doing those things or or is it to really just push yourself to be the best you can be or is there something like oh yes this is going to get me in the best shape as possible or or a mix of both
0: um I feel like it definitely in the back of my mind I want to do it to stay in good shape uh, especially like after college um, like in college we were playing tennis all the time and uh, I was just staying in shape that way um. After college, I knew I needed to find something, um, but it's definitely not like the biggest reason. Um, I've felt like the biggest reason for me is that um, I I feel like you never discover your full potential until you test your potential. Um, so. I'm, continuously trying to test my potential. And uh, I still apparently haven't found it. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually went into uh, like during that 50 mile race in Colorado, um, I messed up my knee. I can't remember the exact medical term, but it's when your kneecap slides to the side um, and it goes bone on bone with your, uh, it's your patella against the other big bone in your, in your leg. And uh, that happened at mile 30. And then I ran 20 more miles on that. And it was like, inc- like intense pain. But, um, I found that when you go through that type of pain, um, and when you intentionally put yourself through that, that type of pain, uh, when you return home and you return to your like normal daily tasks and stuff, everything becomes incredibly easy. Um, so I, I don't know if I enjoy it, so to say, um, like I definitely did not enjoy the last 20 miles of that 50 miler. Um, but, when just knowing that your body can do that and knowing the pain that you can endure just makes everything else in life so much easier.
1: Yeah. Well, what was the point of that, uh, at, of that Ironman in Mexico where you where you, uh, where you felt your body sort of not giving up on you, so to speak, but really having to have that mental strength to really, to really go through it all.
0: Yeah. So, um, I, <laughs> I don't even know. Like I just became obsessed with the idea of doing an iron man. Um, and unfortunately with like 2020, um, it's just keep getting pushed back and pushed back. Um, so I, I got a half Ironman in, um, last year and I actually, I did a sprint tri- or an Olympic triathlon, um, back in January of last year. And uh, at that point I didn't know how to swim. Um, so I doggy paddled the whole way through and, uh, barely made it through without drowning. Uh, but, I did the Ironman in Mexico uh, and Cozumel just always loved Mexico. I wanted to go down there. So, um, did that, but, um, I wasn't prepared for the heat. Uh, I was training in like 60 degree Ohio weather and then it's 90 95 in the afternoon, once you hit the run portion down there. And when you hit that run portion after you swim 1.2 miles and bike 56 miles, um, you just, you're in a state, that your body has never been in before. And uh, there's points during that run where it was just absolutely horrible, like the, the pain and the mental pain of pushing myself through it. But um, at the end of the day, like it prepared me more for future events. Um, and I'm definitely glad I did it.
1: Yeah. So is that, uh, is that New Zealand one still planning to go go on as planned? So you're still preparing for that one?
0: Yeah, I'm still preparing as of now. Um, I feel like the chances of me actually being able to do it are about 10%. Uh, New Zealand's still completely closed. They haven't canceled the race yet, Um, but literally this morning I got a a notification from uh, Fiji Airways that my flight got canceled. So I'm trying to find different forms to get over there and trying to work out, like work around. Um, there is a possible way I could go over there and do it a 14 day quarantine before the race. Um, so that's probably my only option, but, uh, if not, I can defer the race to one in, uh, there's one in Australia in June, but I'll probably do if this, if I'm not able to do this one.
1: Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, ha, so in preparing for this, have, are you preparing this, uh, the same way you did for that Mexico one, or is it a little different training process?
0: To be honest, I, I didn't really train much for the Mexico one. Um, the Mexico one, I, I, I did, I've done a lot of stuff, cold Turkey. Like I ran my first marathon with never running more than eight miles. Um, I did it. I drank the night before. Um, it just wasn't, I just didn't prepare as I should have, and uh, I had a goal in my mind of a four-hour marathon, and it—I hit it. I got three fifty-nine, and uh, the flight home the next day, like I was an in incredible amount of pain. My legs were twitching; uh, just wasn't good. But now that I'm like getting up in distances, like for a hundred mile, and for Ironman, like I definitely want to prepare myself more. So, like now I'm doing about. 1,000 to 1,500 yards in the pool a day um, and then usually like a 45-minute bike ride a day and then between like four to five – four to six miles a day running.
1: Damn, that's, that's, that's pretty intense. Uh, so <laughs> I do kind of want to switch gears real fast completely. And yeah. something that we've, we've briefly talked about um, is your – huge involvement with the, with the, uh, with the whole paintball circuit. Right. And you now are owner Mm -hmm. of your, of your own league. I think it's the mid South league. I think that's what it's called.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, Mid South X-Ball league. How did, how did your, how, how did this involvement in, in paintball of all sports really come to be and, and how have you been able to really, uh, be in it for this long?
0: So I began playing, um, I began playing when I was about eight to nine years old. And uh, by the time I was at 11, 12, I was playing tournaments around this like region. Um, by the time I was 13, I was playing the PSP series at the time, which was, uh, all over the country. Um, so like we had not been out in California or Phoenix at the time, um, Florida, just all over. Um, and then uh, being a 13, 14 year old traveling the states i just didn't have the money so it just wasn't feasible it wasn't sustainable um so i got offered a job refereeing paintball and i took it and ended up really liking it i got to see be around all my friends travel and get paid um, so it's a pretty unique opportunity and it paid pretty good especially for my age um so i stuck with that i quit playing and i did that for uh, about from a, the time i was 13 until the time i was about 18. Um, and then uh, after that, I started transitioning into doing construction of events. Um, and then I also started doing like management more. Um, and the way I got the league that I currently own is that I used to work for the league. And the current owner, it was just eating up too much of his time. He owns like four other businesses um, and I was doing essentially like everything, like uh, as far as staffing goes for him. And he offered it to me. He did owner financing, and uh, I I bought it from him back in 2018. So that was when I was a sophomore in college. Um, I've been running it since.
1: Very cool. Very cool. And it seems like paintball, uh, obviously, since it's grown a lot since you started playing. But just in the last couple of years, it seems like the the sport has really blossomed into something people are like oh yeah this is like
0: legit yeah i think i think it's more of it's like a resurgence um because it used to be like it is now back in like 2008 um right when i was kind of just getting into it and then it definitely fell it it dropped back a lot and then it's it's been starting to grow since about 2015 2016 quite a bit Um, and i think we're on a little bit of a downturn right now, but I think most of that's just because of COVID. Um, But I also, this year, we saw a big uptick Uh, or this past year, we saw a big uptick in recreational players. Um, And we just think it's because, like, everything is closed. So, like, paintball is always on people's minds, but it's always their, like, fourth or fifth option. And now that their first, second, and third options are closed, they're going to play paintball. So there's been a a large uptick in uh, recreational paintball players in the U.S. this year.
1: Yeah, how were you guys able to kind of, once the the, uh, pandemic hit, how were you guys able to, what was your, like, companies, or I guess company, like what was your reaction in terms of still having these events? Were you still able to have events, things of that nature?
0: Uh, I was definitely freaking out at the beginning because uh, we were told by the state of Kentucky we had to cancel the first event. So we canceled the first event. Um, I refunded all the entry fees, which was a huge hit on my part. Um, and I mean, we lost a lot of money the first quarter of last year, and we finally were able to start the season off in June. So we typically start in March. Um, so usually we have two events by June we were able to start in June. Um, June, it had to be a modified event where we were limited at the amount of people on site with 200 people on site. And we typically have about 400 people. So we had to split the event into two days or two weekends. Um, which was really costly. Um, so we lost a lot of money in the first half of the year. Um, and the second half of the year is kind of as normal, but, uh, it still was just crawling out of a hole from the first half of the year.
1: Yeah. I mean, everybody, everyone was hit extremely hard. Uh, but I mean, the sports most, obviously some of the major sports were able to continue what they were doing, but, um, do you see a time where paintball is, uh, where paintball gets that national recognition, such as some of these bigger sports like baseball, football, all those things?
0: Um, I feel like it's a tough question um, just because – It's hard to compare to baseball and football and stuff like that. Um, I do think it will get national recognition, but I don't think it will be as big as baseball or football. Um, I think it might be something like like the X Games. Um, It's got like a great potential for that or like BMX racing. You see that on TV every now and and then. But uh, I don't think it's one of those things where it'll ever be like a primetime Friday night show. Um, But it's definitely in the works to be on TV um, this coming year and uh, it'll be early 2022 Uh, we actually have an event that's going to be televised Um, it's going to be called the super cup so it's basically the winners of every event throughout the course of 2021 um, throughout the united states latin america europe and asia Um, they'll meet together and it'll be a smaller event with just the winners and then that event will be televised oh wow.
1: well i mean if if cornhole if cornhole the cornhole championships can get on espn too i'm sure i'm sure the paintball all that I'm
0: sure,
1: I'm sure the paintball championships <laughs> can can get on espn as well um going back to kind of your lifestyle thing what is your approach on on life been like because you've you've traveled so much, you've done so many different things, and you kind of touched on it in the beginning, but just kind of bringing it back to what your mindset on life really
0: is. Yeah, I just think, um, I don't know. I think my mindset on life kind of stems back. uh, Back when I was 14, I uh, was in a pretty bad car accident, and I definitely probably should have died. And uh, since then, I have always had the mindset that – Someone gave me whatever it is, higher power uh, gave me a second chance of life, so I can't mess it up. So I, I always have this uh, idea that I should never be doing mindless. Activities Like if I have spare time, I should be um, either doing something good for my health as far as working out or do do something good as my mind as just increasing my knowledge um, or something productive work wise or around the house or whatever. So I I try to fill all of my time by doing that. Like even when I'm on the bike here in the house, like I'm either like watching videos or I'm reading a book or something. Um, So I just try to make the most out of my time.
1: You can't get bored, can you?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're not a good... I also, uh,
0: adding on to that, I also have had a... um, It kind of came to me like the last year or two, um, but I, I just... I, I've always thought, um, like personally, um, I've, I've lived an incredible life. Um, and one of my things is that I'm, I'm not scared to die, which sounds kind of morbid. Um, but the reason being that I'm not scared to die is because like I've lived an, an incredible life. Like I've lived a life, uh, subjectively probably better than what a lot of people will. Um, and if my time comes tomorrow, my time comes tomorrow and I, I will, be very thankful for the life I have, um, but I think that's also opened the doors for me to uh, live a little more and risk a little more. Um, so I, I think that's definitely pushed me past my comfort zone in a lot of things I do uh, because, like, we aren't guaranteed the next day. So, uh, and I've I feel like my happiness has increased uh, tenfold since I've done that, just because I, I don't have any regrets. Like I I do things and I don't. I don't worry about them as much as I used to. Uh, and I just enjoy them more. So uh, that's, I'd, I'm taking on a new uh, thing coming this coming month. I'm getting my skydiving license. So I'm going out to Arizona and doing 25 jumps in a week. So Jeez, yeah, uh, my I next, mean, like.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been skydiving too. And to be honest, that was that was one of those things because I have like a big fear of heights, but that was one of those things where, I was like the calmest, which is, sounds weird. Yeah. Um, but I mean, God, that was such an amazing experience. So kudos to you, my man. Cause I, uh, I might want to do it, uh, at some point, just not now. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh <laughs> f- f- final question where, where, uh, where are you traveling to next internationally? What do you want? What's the next big trip for Aaron Bennington?
0: So I don't know if you saw, but uh, two days ago, the U.S. just required COVID tests for any international arriving passenger, even U.S. uh, citizens. So um, my my plans are a little bleak right now. Um, I, I was supposed to go to Guatemala. Um, but I was doing research on like where I could get a, uh, COVID test once I get to Guatemala and it's like very expensive or it's very hard to get an appointment. Um, so that trip got canceled, but, um, currently I'm, I'm going to Phoenix, um, at the end of this month for like about a week and a half to do, get my skydiving license. Um, and then. After that, um, the only trip I've planned is to New Zealand, which uh, doesn't look too good either. So um, I'm probably going to stay stateside for a while. But uh, if I get the chance to sneak away to the Caribbean or or some new country, I definitely will. Yeah. Back to to
1: Cabo. There's always Cabo for you. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, uh, well, I I mean, yeah, I I don't think a lot of people understand how I, I still think Mexico is really underrated. As a travel destination.
0: Oh, absolutely. I always say uh, Mexico is uh, probably the most underrated country that I've been to. And it's unfortunate because most people that uh, we know have only been to like Cabo or like Cancun or Cozumel or whatever. Um, but there's so much to see, like, uh, I went to the state in the south of, uh, Mexico called Chiapas and there's like, it borders Guatemala and it, it just beautiful waterfalls, like insane, um, uh, blue, like just random, like ponds in the middle of nowhere that are crystal clear blue, um, that with waterfalls going down, them. um, great hiking. And then like, you can go up, like up by Mexico city is incredible. There's, um the pyramids Teotihuacan just absolutely incredible much history there Um, and I wish more people would like explore the less touristy parts of Mexico because there's so much to see
1: yeah. Yeah. And even in those little uh, rural parts, like you got Puebla, Chalula, you know, Tecuanipa and mm-hmm. stuff like those. And then you got beautiful cenotes all around the country. It's just we, we can yeah. talk about this. Uh, this is a whole nother episode. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but uh, Aaron Bennington, I know you're a busy, busy man. And, and it's always a uh, good catching up with former teammates. But uh, thank you so much for coming on the K.O. Convo, my man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Keena. It was nice talking to you
1: all right big thank you to aaron for coming on the chaotic convo today if you'd like to check out more of aaron you can find all of his very interesting travels on his instagram page aaron bennington one word all lowercase bennington is b-e-n-n-i-n-g-t-o-n appreciate you guys for listening and we will see you on the next episode immersive music take us home